You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I uh, was up in Bristol, Connecticut for the last 24 hours. Uh, did a show this morning at 11 a.m., jumped on my car, uh, raced home. All you uh, popo out there, of course, I stayed within uh, the speed limit, of course, wink, wink. And, uh, and here I am on our airwaves, uh, 4 to 6.30, leading into uh, your Knicks pregame show. Knicks getting ready to take on the Indiana Pacers. But more importantly, some trades going down. So we're kicking off the show strong. We've got a great show lined up for you. A lot of Knicks talk, obviously a lot of NFL. You've got the Detroit Lions going up against the Dallas Cowboys later on tonight. So you know me. Mama Mimi's going to join us with her picks and her plays. We'll hear from Cynthia Freeland, Joe Wiz is uh, as well. But we've got Alan Hahn, who's going to be joining us a little bit later at 5 o'clock. Alex Monaco, who works for MSG with uh, how to play that Knicks-Indiana Pacers game. But we've got to kick it off with the trade that went down this afternoon. Tommy Beer is joining us. He's got uh, a great site, podcast, you name it, called What's on Tap? How appropriate. Tommy, welcome in. Thanks for spending some time with us this afternoon. How are you? My pleasure, Anita. Yes, I'm doing good. Um, much like you, my day didn't go quite as planned as I was walking my dog. Um, we got the alert that the Knicks had made a blockbuster deal. Um, so I've been Woo! sitting in front of my computer and punching out some numbers and trying to make a sense of uh, what has gone down this afternoon. And, and, so, and so that's why I want to start off the show strong with you. Um, you know, I've got my finger on the pulse, obviously, of all things New York sports teams. But, uh, you know, when something like this happens, always great to have somebody who's more in the know and more dialed in with the organization. So I really do appreciate your time. I was actually in the car driving home when this happened. I made a few calls. I, I just I think it's great that we kind of iron this out, right? Because I, I've spoken to a few people who've got mixed feelings and mixed emotions about this. So again, if you're just tuning in, the Knicks work out a trade with the Raptors, which is kind of interesting because Tommy, I want to touch on that. The fact that there's a lawsuit yeah. that the Knicks have against the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that uh, maybe before we say goodbye. Uh, but now RJ Barrett going to Toronto back home. Of course, he's from Canada uh, quickly competing for that sixth man award last year. He's gone as well. And a 2024 second round pick. What do the Knicks get back? Ananobi. Uh, who, again, averaging 15 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals a game, um, six seven, uh, good wing elite defender, which, of course, the Knicks are going to need if they go up against Boston, they go up against Miami, they go up against the Bucks in the postseason. They're going to need him. Good three-point shooter as well. This is more of a quote-unquote uh, Tibbs kind of guy, Tibbs kind of player from everything that I understand. With that being said, just setting the table for you, Tommy, kind of break it down, your thoughts on this trade, who won it, you know, how you think he's going to fit in with obviously Brunson and Julius Randle. Yeah, I think, and, and you mentioned the last two names, and I think that's key. Um, R.J. Barrett has some pros, you know, he's a young kid, only 23 years of age, a homegrown Nick, a lot to like over his first three seasons in the league. But he's not a great fit because he's a high-usage player that needs the ball in his hands to be effective. O.G. Ananobi is that perfect fit alongside Brunson Randall because he's a 3-and-D wing. He's somebody that's willing to guard the other team's best player and do so effectively. Uh, so for that reason, you know, outside of I think he's a better all-around player than Brunson, more consistent, more reliable on a night-in, night-out basis, um, while not necessarily the scorer that Barrett is, He's a better fit alongside those other two guys and is on the same timeline as those two players. Uh, so for that reason, um, 
you know, do, do I hate giving up IQ? Yeah, I, I mean, that hurts. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I think Quickly's a winning player. His impact's winning. All the advanced metrics tell us as such. But I think when the Knicks botched the extension negotiations with Emmanuel Quickly, um, we kind of saw the writing on the wall, right? Um, it, it seemed like it was a bit less likely that he'd stay a Knicks through, you know, long term through the full 10 years. Um, and, and that's something that they, I think they had to address at some point sooner rather than later. Because if you get into restricted free agency, and let's say a team like the Spurs that is $15 million in, in, in cap room, or a team like the Wizards throws a ton of money at IQ, now you're in the unenviable position of do you let him walk and lose him for nothing, which would be devastating, or do you match a really high contract, you know, possibly 25 to $30 million range, and now you're paying two guards, Brunson and, and IQ, both 6'2 and under, um, both great, uh, you know, solid, uh, uh, great offensive players, you know, but, but runs not a great defense player. It just kind of complicates the roster. Um, so I think while you – and, and in this league, you have to give up to get some stuff. Um, I think what the Knicks gave up, they held on to their first-round draft capital, which means they still have plenty of other assets and picks in the war chest to make another trade. This isn't the end of the, you know, end of the line. This is a step in the right direction. Um, so big picture – I think the Knicks are better today than they were yesterday. I think they have a better, more well-rounded team, and they also have the ability to upgrade the roster tomorrow. Uh, so for that reason, a uh, thumbs up from me on this deal. Um, a, a few a, a few other players came along with Ananobi. Uh, why don't you kind of share that uh, with with the uh, the listeners as well and, and your thoughts on you know what their roles will be in, in this lineup? Sure, and I think that's important because they got Precious Achua. Um, he's a New York kid, actually. He uh, went to high school at our Xavier Luther in, in the Bronx, um, originally drafted by Miami in the first round three years ago. Um, so, obviously, when Mitchell Robinson went down, um, the Knicks had a major need um, at the backup center spot. Um, you know, we all love Todd Gibson, plays his butt off, but you can't rely on him on a night-in, night-out basis. Jericho Sims looked completely overwhelmed before injuring his ankle. So the Knicks needed to add a a backup center, whether that was going to be uh, via trade, um, whether they were going to sign a guy off the scrap heap. Um, Achua is a a flawed player in certain respects, not an overly efficient uh, offensive player, Um, is not the rim protector that Tibbs likes from the the five spot, Um, but still a big body, very athletic, um, uh, can, can knock down some threes if you leave them open. Not not incredibly efficient. Um, last couple of years, he shot around 28%, below 30% from three. So um, you don't love to see it. But, uh, you know, again, not a guy where you, you, know, you feel like you're playing four against five on the offensive end uh, like you were with Todd Gibson. Um, as far as Malachi Finn, um, he was a late first-round pick in the same year um, that uh, uh, quickly was. Actually, a lot of the NBA mock drafts at the time had, had uh, projected that the Knicks might take Flynn um, with their pick. Um, he's been kind of up and down his first three years um, with the Raptors. Um, you know, his issues, small, undersized, about 6'1", a buck 80, um, and not terribly efficient. Again, he's, you know, sub 40% from four for his career, sub 34% three-point shooter. Um, but, you know, he can give you some minutes off the bench. He can facilitate and run an offense. Um, so I, I think those are, are, are you know, so, uh, obviously a chew more so than Flynn. Um, obviously with IQ out of the picture, um, there's going to open up some more minutes. And I think that was another factor in the trade from Leon Rose and the Knicks' perspective. Um, once they signed Dante DiVincenzo, um, there just weren't enough minutes to go around. Um, despite IQ playing incredibly well last season, he's actually, he was actually averaging 
fewer minutes this season than he was last year. Quinn Grimes has been kind of uh, you know relegated to the end of the end of the rotation. Uh, last three or four games, he hasn't shot more than three shots in any game, averaging around 13 minutes a night. So I think this gives him an opportunity, Grimes that is, to recoup some some uh, valuable rotation minutes and hopefully build up his value. Um, so the Knicks can find out either a that he's a part of the you know rotation, a key part of the rotation going forward, or if he's not, then they can include him into, in a trade for kind of that next deal, whether it's for a superstar or whatever the case might be. Yeah. So so obviously again, Tommy Beer joining us here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Um, so opens up more playing time for Grimes, but also like quickly just seems to me like wasn't Tibbs one of Tibbs' guys? Like I, I heard that a lot. Why was that? It's a good question, and it, you know it's it's odd because if anything, you'd think it, you know he was kind of built in the Tibbs mold, um, defensive-minded player. Um, you know, all the advanced metrics tell us that, that that the Knicks were better defensively when IQ was on the floor, worse when he was off the floor. Knock down big shots, not afraid to take big shots. Smart uh, with the basketball, didn't commit too many turnovers. Um, you know, and 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 the thing with the Tibbs guy, and I understand that that rationale. Um, but it is important to point out that each of the last two seasons, so Tibbs' uh, second and third year in New York, uh, quickly led the team in fourth quarter minutes played. So um, Tibbs was not afraid to rely on him in, in the previous couple of seasons. I, I, you know, uh, people, you know, there's conspiracy theorists out there that might suggest that because the Knicks didn't offer him the extension, that there was some animosity between the front office and the player. Um, which might have trickled down to the coaching staff, and you know whether they were lowering his minutes to decrease his, his you know his value on the market next season. I don't personally think that's the case, um, but for whatever reason, they, those two guys weren't seeing eye to eye, and quickly wasn't playing as much. And or Tibbs and Leon Rose didn't value quickly as much as other teams. Obviously, you know the Raptors and other. But if you, if you talk to other you know folks in the league, you talk to other pundits. Um, that, that watch the league closely, they were shocked at the Knicks, I, I don't want to say refusal, but reluctance to kind of unleash quickly um, and, and let him play, you know, 25, 28, 30 minutes a night. Because um, if you look at the numbers, he certainly had earned those. All right. So maybe I've buried the lead here. And, and maybe, and, and, and again, you've, you've really, uh, you've analyzed and have broken down this trade so well, Tommy. We so appreciate it. But at the end of the day, um, Ananobi is a free agent this summer, right? Yeah. And so, you know, so <laughs> you don't want to give up all this. And not that it was a lot of draft capital because, again, a 2024 second round, uh, the Knicks didn't have to relinquish any of their first-round draft picks. But nonetheless, R.J. Barrett quickly. There has to be some type of, like, handshake here. One would imagine that uh, Ananobi is, is not going going to go anywhere next year, because if that was the case, this would be an absolute disaster. hundred percent agree with you, Anita. And there was a little bit of info that, that, that came, that popped up on the NBA news radar at the end of June. It was that uh, OG Ananobi had switched agencies. He no longer would be represented by clutch sports, which as we know is, has a little bit of a beef uh, reportedly purportedly um, with Leon Rose and the Knicks front office and signed with CAA, Creative Art Artist Agency, um, and is managed by Sam Rose, who is, yes, that Leon Rose's son. Um, <laughs> so I agree with you. <laughs> That's that, a that, big that, nugget, so, Tommy. Way to hide the lead. 
if we're talking about, uh, you know, what, what's going to happen in terms of this summer, um, I think it's probably safe to assume that there have been, quote-unquote, back-channel conversations um, between uh, that pop and son at the dinner table uh, recently and, and going forward. Um, so, yes, um, very good point, Anita. Um, and the other kind of big take-home point, too, um, is the Knicks are getting a really good defender, not a, a, a great defender. Remember, this guy led the league in steals last year. Um, he earned the second-team all-defensive second all forward. That means he was edged out Giannis Antetokounmpo and Anthony Davis, you know, to name just a few. Um, this is a guy that is, has the ability to be one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Um, I was looking at the NBA tracking data. Um, every night the Raptors play, you know, like whoever they played, the, OG Ananobi was guarding that other team's best player. When it was the Cavs, he guarded Donovan Mitchell. When they played, you know, the Nets and or the, the Suns, he guarded Kevin Durant. Um, you know, you know when they when they play the Bucks, he guards Giannis. When they play the Spurs, he guarded Wemby. Like if you look up his his matchup minutes, the player most frequently assigned to these other top players. When they guard the Pacers, it was Tyree Halliburton. So it's not like he just defends small forwards. Whatever the top scorer, whatever that top gun on the other team is, uh, OG is going to say, "I got him." You guys worry about the rest. And for a, a team, the two main tent poles in New York being Brunson and Randall. When you have a guy that's capable um, of, of impacting the game in a significantly positive way without having the ball in his hands, again, RJ, just for some context, R.J. Barrett's usage rate was 27%. O.G. Ananobi's is 18%. This is a guy that impacts winning. Um, and I'll be interested to hear what your callers have to say you know, over the next couple hours. Um, and and I, just from the sense on Twitter and some other social media stuff, it sounds like a lot of them upset. Part of that probably is, you know, the homegrown because they stuff. love R.J. Barrett um, and they but, love they love IQ. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to relinquish yes. players yeah. that you've gone to the Garden or you keep on tuning into on MSG each and every night to watch play. Um, so, two quick questions for you before I let you go. Um, one is, you know, again, the the Knicks able to to maintain that draft capital and uh, how many yeah. first round draft picks would eleven or something like that in the next what? How many years? <laughs> 10 first round picks over the next seven years still unbelievable unbelievable so with that being said like you know everything i'm reading is they're not done yet you know what's the likelihood yep. of getting a donovan mitchell what's the likelihood of getting a Dejounte murray yeah i think this buys them a little time now where they have a lot of leverage you know so um the closer we get to the summer of 2025 which is when donovan mitchell can opt out of his free agency the less the Cavs or whatever, you know, assuming he stays in Cleveland, the, the less the Cavs will be able to ask for in return um, because he's, you know, assuming obviously that he doesn't sign an extension with, the, with, with Cleveland. Um, you know, so I think the Knicks have, have really bought themselves some time now. I, I understand a lot of people are going to think, okay, now, now we are, now we get Embiid or whatever the case might be. But um, look, uh, you know, Anita, we talked over the summer, you know, maybe uh, uh, Giannis, you know, gets upset and, and he'll, he decides to leave. He hadn't signed an extension at the time. Maybe Embiid, you know, with a hard nonsense, you know, something goes crazy and off kilter um, and all that gets taken care of. But now Giannis is locked into Cleveland, you know, uh, uh, Milwaukee rather. And, 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 and obviously, um, you know, Embiid looks very happy and silly with as well as they're playing. So it's, it's dangerous to put all your chips kind of in, in that one table. 
uh, you know, kind of on that, you know, on that banking on that superstar. I think the Knicks with these, with this kind of big three, so to speak, and not a big three in the sense of the elite of the elite, um, but they have a good enough all-around roster here to be really competitive short-term. They still maintain their draft capital. They're still a young team on the rise, and now they can kind of, if that if that superstar becomes available, whether it's Donovan Mitchell or Dejounte Murray, who I'm I'm not a big Dejounte Murray guy in terms of again fit with the Knicks is so important. Pairing him alongside Jalen Brunson is probably not ideal, but having that defensive stopper in OG makes it more likely um, that the team would be successful adding a smaller, undersized offensive shooting guard like Mitchell or Murray. So um, it just gives the Knicks a lot more options, whether it's kind of stay the course and keep building slowly but surely and or um, you know, consolidating all the assets for, for one big player, whichever should become available first. All right, last question for you, Tommy. Uh, right now, if the season was to end today, the Knicks are seventh in the Eastern Conference, uh, so they would participate, you know, obviously in that play-in scenario. Uh, with the moves that they just made, uh, you know, how much better does this make this Knicks team in regard to where do you think they'll finish at the end of the season? Yeah, I still think they're probably in the, the five, four, five, six area. Um, again, I think it makes, it makes them a little better, but, you know, losing IQ in the short term, um, anytime you make a big mid-season trade like this, it kind of it might take some time to kind of work out the kinks. Um, they have an important game against the Pacers who will jump them, bump the Knicks down from seven to eight, should the Knicks lose tonight. So a lot of teams jumbled kind of in that same area. But, again, I like the direction long term, and that, that's kind of where the Knicks, you know, you're not in a position where we make this one trade, now we're championship contenders. Um, I think it's an incremental improvement. Um, it addresses some big, you know, th- again, the Knicks had a good season last year. They still rank 19th in, in defensive efficiency. They rank 15th in defensive efficiency this year. They can score the ball. They needed somebody to stop the other team from scoring, and they got that now. I think it not only, um, while, while not you know, dramatically bumped them into the top three or four teams in the East, I think it also makes them a far more dangerous um, you know, first-round opponent for whichever top team they're going to play. As you mentioned right off the bat, if you're playing the Bostons or Milwaukee's or Philadelphia's, you need somebody to stop those dominant wings, and it's so valuable in, in today's NBA. And the Knicks, as of this afternoon, have one of that one of those best wing defenders in the league. Tommy, great stuff. So so thrilled that I reached out to you, and you're able to break this down um, as eloquently as you have. Uh, why don't you let the folks know where they can find you? Um, what's on tap? Sure. What's on tap with Tommy Beer newsletter? Um, uh, I will have a article posted actually within the next 15 or 20 minutes or so after I get a phone with Anita. So it's breaking down basically all we just talked about. Fantastic. Great stuff. Happy New Year, Tommy. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Anita. Have a great New Year. You got it. Tommy Beer joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. We're going to have Alan Hahn, who's going to be joining us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Alex Monaco from MSG as well. Uh, to break down that Knicks-Indiana Pacers game tonight. What are those expectations now that, you know, R.J. Barrett and uh, and IQ are not going to be active and attractive? It will open up the phone lines. This is your time, Knicks fans. I want to hear from you. Your thoughts on this trade. 800-919-3776. We'll be right back. Knicks fans, now's the time to uh, get on board and chime in. Uh, if you, uh, you've got some opinions about this trade, everything I'm reading and I'm hearing about it is two thumbs up. So that's pretty exciting. By the way, uh, it is college bowl season, Florida state going up against Georgia. Uh, this first quarter just started. They're about, uh, they've still about six minutes left in the first quarter. I love the under here, by the way, uh, you could get the under at minus at, at 44 and a half. 
Uh, big reason why FSU pretty much get this. They've got 26 players who've opted out, whether it's um, NFL draft, injury, transfer portal, whatever the case. Think about that. Marinating that for a minute. 26 players. So I'm calling this the opt-out bowl, probably more than anything else. Uh, also, Georgia, where's their motivation here? In all honesty, you know, at the end of the day, they they probably feel that they should be one of the top four teams competing for the national championship, and they're not. So another a, a number of reasons why I like the under, and you could still get it again. Uh, Georgia and Florida State under forty four and a half. Uh, that's how I would play this bowl game. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, welcome in. Hey, good afternoon, Anita. Shout out to the company. I definitely wanted to chime in on this Nick talk because this trade has, you know, been a little hilarious to just, you know, go over. But I do see that they increased on, they got better with size. They're going to get better defensively. My concern is is that it was a situation where we needed a little bit more scoring and we kind of, we got rid of, the person that was our second leading scorer in the playoffs. And all I have to say is, is since this is a doubling down on hoping that Randall is a secondary option for the playoffs, he's going to need to really not have a bad playoff series for this, you know, child to not do it because essentially we sacrificed Obi Toppin, we sacrificed Emmanuel quickly, we sacrificed RJ Barrett. We kind of sacrificed our whole rebuild process and got rid of all the Scott Perry players. So hopefully this does work out, but we'll see. Thank you. Have a great one in the other. Yeah, Jose, and again, you know, it's very interesting. Folks that are in the know in regards to the NBA and analysts in the NBA, they're all about this move. Uh, they feel this is a win-win for the Knicks. Again, a 6-7 uh, wing elite defender, uh, great three-point shooter. Uh, this is a guy that you're going to need when you get into the playoffs and more than likely going to go up against the Boston Celtics of the world, the Miami Heat, the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. So, um, you know, did you sacrifice RJ? Many people feel that um, Ananobi is better than RJ Barrett. Okay. Uh, quickly, again, was going to demand, I-, I think, pretty... Uh, I, I don't think, I know, more money than what the Knicks were going to be willing to pay for him. And instead of losing him, uh, they decided, let's get something for him now. And to only have to give up a second-round draft pick and not lose any of the firsts, uh, based on the conversations I've had and all that I've read, I kind of feel the same way. I think this is a win-win situation for the Knicks. I'm pretty stoked about it. What say you? 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. A little bit later on Saturday than normal. With you until 6.30 leading to your Knicks pregame show uh, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ian Begley, you can see him all over SNY. Again, not just Ian, but made some calls today on my ride back here um, from Bristol, Connecticut. And uh, majority of of folks I spoke to, uh, win-win, a positive. Knicks win this trade. What say you, Knicks fans? 800-919-3776. Let's go to Mitchell in New Jersey. Mitchell, welcome in. Good afternoon. Uh, how you doing, Mr. Nita? First things first, all the best to you, your family, friends, and loved ones. Have a wonderful, blessed, and uh, safe new year coming up. Thank you. Um, uh, when I heard about it, I said, okay, Quigley and Barry. I said, well, let me see what else is going on. Didn't you hear the guy, what's his name, Tommy? He broke everything down. And the one thing that stuck out of my mind when he said uh, this player – Whoever the Knicks play, he's going to take their best, best player, no matter who it is, what position he play. The first thing that came to my mind was a shutdown corner in NFL. So I'm cool with it. Let me see what happens next. Thank you. You got it, Mitchell. Um, yeah, I'll sign up for that as well. Uh, and one thing that we do know, listen, this is a Knicks team, prior to Mitch Robinson getting injured, this was a Knicks team top four in defensive efficiency. Now they're down 20th. Since Mitch Robinson went out with his injury, the Knicks now are down 20th in defensive efficiency. So, um, and it just changed. When, when, you, when you lose a player like, like Mitch Robinson, a rim defender, a rim protector like that, and also, you know, get, getting, getting to the rim and getting those offensive rebounds where now you're giving, you know, Julius Randle and Brunson opportunities with second shot opportunities, those are gone now. And so it just it makes this Knicks team have to play a faster pace of ball. Uh, games are definitely going more towards the over than the under. And it's not the brand of basketball that Tibbs wants to play. Let's go to Sharif, calling in from Staten Island. Sharif, welcome in. Good afternoon. Hey, Anita. Uh, I always call you for fantasy football, but, you know, this Nick trade was a great move. I think so. Uh, Everybody has to understand it's, it, everything has to work. You, you have to have a scoring guard. You know, there's only one basketball on the, on the court. So you, if you've got two guys that, that score, that's all you need. You need another guy that's a shutdown shut defender, and you got rebound, and you got, now you've got guys that are playing eight minutes off the bench, could play 12 minutes. The guys that are playing 12 minutes could play 15 minutes. So overall, it makes the team much better. And unfortunately, Barrett was a good player, but the time that he's been here, he hasn't made any strides to say, oh, okay, okay, he's, he's gotten better from one, two, three, four. It's been basically the same. Well, here, here's what it is, and Sharif, don't hang up. I want to have this conversation with you, and that is, you know, there's, there's a few people out there that uh, R.J. Barrett had hit his ceiling, and then there's people out there who felt that he had not. 
Um, what what camp are you in? Do you feel that you that, I, I that you it, and the NBA has seen the best of R.J. Barrett? Yeah, I think it is because you know if the only thing that was missing from his game when he's inside the paint, he's good, but he has no mid range shot and his three point is it's very inconsistent. And you know, if if he was you know unfortunately in today's world is either you shooting threes or you're dunking it, and he wasn't dunking it. He wasn't no highlight film. He had maybe one a few times dunking here and there. But, you know, in threes, you're, you're like, go home. I hope it goes in. I hope it goes in. Oh, no. You know, you know, you know, you, never, you don't hear, oh, he'd be shot five out of seven or anything like that. Like, so, unfortunately, if he can't hit a 15-foot jump shot, you know, he scored most of his points on going inside the paint. And now you got a guy that's 6'7", seven, seven two wingspan, can help out defend. You 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 know the other night they had two guys scoring thirty six points each. Come on, you, you, it was a great move. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Sharif. I, again, I'm I'm two thumbs up. Thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I'm all about this move. Again, I can understand Knicks fans not wanting to see R.J. Barrett or or quickly go. I, I get it. I understand. I, I think it's huge that the Knicks did not have to give up a first-round draft pick, a 2024 second round. So now they still have, and, and as, as Tommy was uh, sharing with us, uh, 10 first-round draft picks for the next seven years. Unbelievable. Don't believe that they're done yet. Um, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Eventually, I mean, do they trade? Can they work out a deal for Devontae Murray this season? Who knows? Again, with, with 10 first-round draft picks in the next seven years, that's a lot of draft capital. Uh, is is Donovan Mitchell a player that maybe joins this squad uh, in 2025, possibly uh, looking to the future here? But right now, adding Ananobi and everything that we, we know and we're hearing about him, um, what he can do offensively, again, a, a, a real threat from downtown uh, in regard to shooting the three. So what is that? Better spacing on the court as well, if he's bringing a better shot than R.J. Barrett did, which, which will open up things for Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson's having a great season as it is right now. So um, the, the only caveat here, which is really important, and, and I think our, our, our discussion with Tommy Beer, I, I, I think was really, really crucial, and that is um, Ananobi is a free agent this coming summer. Okay? $19.9 million. So... In order for the Knicks to give up what they gave for Ananobi, I want to believe that there's assurances here that he is not going anywhere. And Tommy shared with us uh, Ananobi's with he 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 left one agency. He's now with CAA, and he's repped by Leon Rose's son. <laughs> so there's that. Um, which, uh, which should calm some fears if that's the case. Again, we've got Alan Hahn, who's going to be joining us at the top of the hour at 5 o'clock. We'll circle back and get uh, some information on, from Alan Hahn in regard to what he thinks about this trade, his thought, how, how he thinks this benefits or possibly hurts the Knicks. So Alan Hahn's going to be joining us at 5 o'clock. In the meantime, we get back, my mom's going to join us, Mama Mimi. She's going to join us as she does each and every Saturday with her picks and her plays heading to Week 17 of the NFL season. That next, here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. You know, a lot going on, bowl games, NFL in January, by the way, a lot of Saturday NFL bowl games, so some different times coming your way for me. Uh, this coming uh, January as well, so stay tuned for that. But nonetheless, it is week 17 of the NFL season. We've got my mom, Mama Mimi, who joins us each and every Saturday. Mom, how you doing? I'm doing great. Great, great, great. Okay, well, I have well great. I a couple of things that I wanted to talk about, if it's okay with you. If it's okay with me. Yeah, sure. But outside, of your three, outside of your three picks that you're going to make for this week? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes. All right. Go. All right. So, what's okay, what's the one thing? All, okay. First of all, I want mm-hmm. to say that uh, Falco for the Browns, everybody deserves a second chance, and he is doing a phenomenal job. Uh, uh, he should get a trophy or something for the Browns. <laughs> He should okay. get a trophy or something. Well, well, okay. Well, hold on. Wait, right. Stop right. Okay. We'll stop right there. Let's have this conversation. So, so here's the thing, mom. Do you remember last year where uh, there was a player that got hit uh, in the chest and his heart stopped beating and they had to resuscitate yeah. him on the, that okay. The so bills. yes, that was the bills. Correct. His name is Hamlin. So, um, so right. he has been able, he has been able to come back and he played two plays this season. So in two different games, he came in for one play in two different games. Didn't do much, didn't tackle, didn't do anything. But, you know, but just the mere fact that, you know, his heart stopped beating, um, you know, while he was playing and has been able to come back and suit up and, and, and be a, a, an active player for the Bills really says a lot. So there's that. But then you've got Joe Flacco, who... Nobody really wanted him. He was making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for his kids. He was taking his kids to school and baseball practice and then got the call from the Browns to come, and here we are, and he's helped them get to the postseason. So if you ask me, I think Joe Flacco is more deserving of comeback player of the year, but many people feel that Hanlon is going to win it because of the bigger picture. Obviously, you know, you had this man who literally – his heart stopped beating on the football field last year and has been able to come back and at least suit up and play in two plays for the Bills. So that, okay. that's that's the situation that's going on right now. I get it. I get it. But, I mean, the Browns wouldn't be where they are without him. You know what I mean? Hence. Okay, my next thing that okay. I'm a little aggregated about Uh-oh. is, yeah, you ready? The I'm, I, I'm scared. What? What does? The coach for the U.M. University of Miami football team, they mm-hmm. need to go. They need new people. I know he's getting paid a lot of money, but he's not doing a very good job. And the offensive coach is horrible. Yeah, it's Mario okay, Cristobal. I, they, I, just, I, they just hired him. He's a former University of Miami player. He's not going anywhere. You're just going to have to grin and bear it, Mom. Oh. 
Oh, well, they could get rid of the offensive coach. He's not doing very well either. Okay, I, I, don't I got know. another story for you. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm, we're we're, play, we're, we're waiting on bated breath. Last night. Mm-hmm. I went to play cards last night with right. the guys. Mm-hmm. And the rumor I bet they love you. Is, the rumor right. is, Uh-oh. I don't know if it's true, that Tua is hurt. What? You get yeah. too much of your you get too much of your information playing cards. Yeah. Yeah, just well, from your mahjong and your card. Play, I don't He may not play tomorrow. No. Come on. Uh, that's what they say. Where are they get where 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 are these guys that you play cards with getting their friend. information? A friend of a friend of a friend. Really? Have you reached out to Adam Schefter? Have you have you have you given Adam Schefter this news so he can research it? No. no okay. But that's that's what they were talking about. I did not win last night. Okay. Well, as hey, listen. Fact, as a matter of fact, I came in last. Well, that's not good. Um, uh, the Baltimore Ravens well, are I'm at home. The Baltimore Ravens yeah. are favored by three at home against okay, the Miami no, Dolphins. Don't you? Thing, I, I know, but hold, but wait, could you just, can you just, <laughs> we, this is my show. Will you just, will you let me drive my show for a minute? Do you want, do, I mean, okay. don't, don't you think that if Tua was injured, if Tua was injured, that this, li- this line has gone from three and a half down to three. Don't you think if Tua was injured, that this line would go up to four, not down to three? Well, how about the Bengals? They ever told anybody that he was hurt? They ever told anybody that he had a bad hand? Okay, there you go. Touche, and nobody Mama. And told about it Mimi. until the day of the game. And, okay. And we yeah. bet on the Bengals. They <laughs> we? You, know <laughs> you bet that on the Bengals? I bet on the Bengals. Remember you we didn't bet, bet on it. the Bengals and they lost? They lost. I know. You were, you know you were, you were, you were not happy. Um, I would, I would, I would read the text messages you sent me, but then I wouldn't be employed tomorrow. All right. Uh, what's the last thing you want to share with us before we break down your picks? Okay. The last thing, and I think this is so interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Five men. Okay. Headed by Sonny Verblin. V-E-R-B-L-I-N. Did I pronounce that correctly? Verblin. I have no idea. I don't know where you're going with this. Okay. Okay. Saved the team that was called the Titans in New York, they bought the team for $1 million mm-hmm. and they named the team the Jets. And the reason that they called the team the Jets is because they played at Chase Stadium, which was next to LaGuardia, LaGuardia Airport. And they could right. hear the planes going over the stadium and he, so that's where he got the name, the Jets. And he also wanted a name because he loved the Mets that rhymed with the Mets. Don't you think that's interesting? Did you get this information from the dudes you played cards with last night as well? No. I looked online. <laughs> You're unbelievable. Anyway, Mama Mimi's joining I us thought, like she does. I, I thought the Jets came from the uh, movie... Um, West Side Story, but 
evidently. When you're a didn't. jet, you're a jet for life. All the um, way. Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's because we only have a few minutes left. Uh, let's break down your your plays really quick, okay? Um, okay. So first and foremost, Giants fans aren't going to like you because you like the Rams this week. Uh, the Rams are uh, are favored by five and a half. Well, actually, that line now has gone up to six. So the Rams are favored by six on the road here in New York against the Giants. Why do you like the Rams this week? Puka, puka, puka. You love yourself some puka. I know. You think he's a cutie patootie. Yep. And they won five out of their last six games. Okay. You know, Puka's is Puka can break uh, the all-time rookie receiving record in yards. I hope he does. I know you do. You love him so much. All right, uh, the other. Okay. The other the other game that you like is the Tennessee Titans in Houston uh, taking on the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud is supposed to be back. Uh, the Texans favored by yes. four. Why do you yes. like the Texans here? Well, first of all, they're playing at home. And the quarterback is going to be back. The new mm-hmm. quarterback. I think he's pretty good. The new quarterback. And yeah. uh, I don't know about Tannehill. Is Tannehill going to play? No, Will Levis is expected to play for Tennessee. Okay. Okay. And the last one, I would take the 49ers. They're averaging 29 points per game, and I think they're going to win. <laughs> okay, but they're favored by and 14. Commander, and Washington has no chance to be in the playoffs, but the coach said, he didn't want the team to be embarrassed, so he wants them to play well. Okay, but the 49ers are favored by four. Do you think the 49ers are going to beat Washington by 14 points? Yeah, I think they would. I, I would say 35 to 17. 35 that's to 17. That's your prediction. That's your that's your 49ers to Washington prediction. 35 to 17. Uh, Mom, you rock right. as always. Um, I will investigate okay, this to it. The Titans in Houston, 14 to 23 Houston. And the okay. Rams, 28 to 20 against the Giants. Okay. All right. So so pretty much what you're saying is lay, lay the wood, lay the points. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna investigate this Tua thing. You're 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 out here spreading yeah, rumors. Find out. Yeah, I'll find out. I'll text. Let I'll me text know. Adam. You can text me back and let me know. <laughs> yeah, so you could tell. So you could tell your 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 dudes you play cards with. I the love guys. you. You have a great night. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mama Mimi. Mama Mimi joining us each and every Saturday. She does love New York. Quick break. We come back. Let's circle back to the Knicks. Uh, Adam, Adam, Alan, I got Adam Schefter on my mind. Alan Hahn is going to join us. We'll get his take on the trade that just went down next here on 90.7 ESPN.